What is up, Level Up Nation, and welcome to the March 15th edition of Level Up Live, your home for gaming and esports news, brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco, but you can call me John, and I am joined, as always, by the king of the courtside, the courtside king, but you can call him Joey. What's up, buddy? John, I am exhausted. Twitch, I am exhausted. Podcast listeners, I am exhausted. Uh, yeah, it has been a very long week so far. I've been putting some extra hours in my full-time job, and it is definitely starting to wear on me on this lovely Wednesday. Uh, again, it is not Thursday. It's Wednesday, a little bit earlier, uh, as we've had to shift our schedule a little bit with the NBA 2K League starting back up, and John doing some casting over there for Wizards District Gaming. Uh, the champions of a couple years ago, and hopefully a repeat here in the very near future as well. Uh, on top of that, it's going to be a little different of an episode tonight. Uh, with all these extra hours, we have not had the time to prepare quite as much as we usually do having some bullet-pointed notes. So we are going to be just kind of working our way through some of the news on different search engines, uh, Discord, and just different conversations we've had here and there. So it's going to be very relaxed tonight, very flexible. Probably will be a little bit of a shorter episode as well, but we will do our best to bring you some good content, catch up a little bit on what's been going on in the wonderful world of gaming and esports. And for the sake of keeping things as lively as we can with the low energy levels today, we'll stay away from the Microsoft Activision stuff as much as we can because I know everyone has heard more than enough of that over the past year. Hopefully it'll be resolved at some point in the near future. But that is me. John, how are you doing this lovely Wednesday? I'm hanging in there. Uh, work's been kicking my butt here a little bit, but it's okay. Uh, adding on to that, uh, the 2K League deciding East Coast teams should tip off at 10 o'clock at night is not exactly uh, my my favorite uh, thing they're doing currently. Yeah, um, it's questionable for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next two days, uh, tomorrow there's a doubleheader. Uh, then on Friday there's a doubleheader. Uh, so it, it's going to be uh, a lot of talking. It's going to be a lot of long hours. Uh, arriving at my big boy job at 8 a.m. in the morning and leaving D.C. probably around... Hopefully no later than 11, because that's when all the parking garages close. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one. There you go. So you guys, very, very busy weeks for us OTN folk over here. Uh, John, on top of that, if any of the listeners want to see you cast that live, where can they do so? Uh, Twitch.tv slash WizardsDG. Uh, that's where all the official streams for the two-time NBA 2K League champions and one-time 3v3 and only 3v3 slam open champion until that gets crowned a little bit later this month. Um, they yeah. could still be the only one. We don't they know. They still could be the only one. They're playing very well. They've only lost one series, and it was against the Knicks. It was Knicks gaming. They uh, Knicks 3 would them. It, it was not a pretty game. It was their first game of the season, but they did bounce back in the doubleheader that night. Uh, that's actually who they're playing tomorrow. Um, I think it's a 6.45 tip-off for the first game, and then the second game is a 9.45 p.m. tip-off because, again, the NBA 2K League hates the East Coast. Um, but, yeah, that will be tomorrow. Live from District E, which is downtown Washington, D.C., right next to Capital One Arena in their brand new esports venue. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Joey, I, I'm not allowed to take pictures, but I, I kind of want to give, uh, if, I, if I may, give a behind-the-scenes uh, visual novel or gra well, I don't know. I'm visual novel? A, 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 a visual description uh, of what it looks like without taking illegal pictures, if I may. Uh, so there's two parts. There's the event center, and then there's the restaurant. The, the restaurant's really, really freaking cool. It's literally, it literally looks like you're eating at like a stereotypical diner in a futuristic video game. 
Uh, the chairs look really cool. The booths look really cool. The host table looks weird, but in a cool way. Um, and that opens right into the event center. And it's absolutely incredible, Joey. I, I've seen uh, how they're going to have it set up for when the 2K League does their broadcast, uh, where they're going to have the stage in the round, in the middle. Um, I've seen how they're going to do it when they hold local LAN events. Uh, it's very well put together. Their broadcast room is, uh, oh, pardon me, their production room is coming along quite well. Their trophy room is almost done also. Um, and then there's the back part of District E that nobody can really see unless you're with Monumental Sports Entertainment, Team Liquid, WizDG, or Caps Gaming. And it's this beautiful, beautiful practice facility um, that uh, where the players play, it's kind of like what you, if you've paid attention to WizDG social media, uh, you've seen their practice uh, facilities from the years past. Uh, it's kind of a, a mimic mock-up of that, just with a lot better equipment. And then right next to that is a uh, film review room, Joey, with a 90-inch TV in it, couches and sofas, uh, opens out into this hallway that's got five streaming pods where the District Elite stream team is going to be streaming from. Uh, and then you go down this hallway, and it's got District E, home of Team Liquid, WizDG, Caps Gaming, on the wall, big, big, awesome logos. Goes into this massive break room with a massive TV, tons of couches. Fridge is stocked with Coca-Cola, which is the official sponsor. Uh, probably the most luxurious restroom I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they have that in there. I, I know everyone wants the bathroom review. And then uh, Team Liquid has their own section also all the way in the back. Uh, fun fact, they have not set it up yet. Mm. But uh, next to that, they have a massive server room that you can see from the outside, full with RGB lights all over the place. It looks really, really cool. There you go. First Sweet. Look at that, guys. A nice yeah. little visual novel, as John calls Shut it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell we're tired. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds gorgeous. Uh, I think the uh, I think the grand opening is later this month. At least the media grand opening is later this month. So they are moving toward eventually getting people in there, hopefully for some of those NBA 2K games, then eventually later on some other tournaments and sorts there as well. But it sounds like it's all coming together. It sounds like the programming side of things is coming together as well. So very excited to see that venue, as you said, John, kind of utilizing all of these different spaces to its full capability. Absolutely. And so before we dive into the show, Nation, we kind of went off the rails already because it's <laughs> been a long week. We're all tired. Uh, make sure you follow the show, Twitter, Facebook, at Level Up Live, at LVLUP Live. Follow Joey and myself on Twitter, at Courtside King, at Fiasco. Um, yeah, check those out as well. You're watching here live on Twitch. Those are the handles below our cameras right now on the podcast version. We'll have it in the show notes for you below. And as always, the podcast version available roughly within 24 hours of the show um, on your podcast feed. Uh, check it out at Level Up Podcast, available on your podcatcher of choice. Extra credit, OTN's Prime sub to the OTN Twitch channel. Use that spicy Amazon Prime gaming sub uh, here today. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll show up well-rested next week. Who knows? Uh, simple as that. Uh, Joey's a little bit of a hodgepodge show, like you were saying today. So um, let's just jump into what we're going to do today. I'm not going to call it Gaming Needs Sports News. I don't even know what the heck we're going to be talking about. But whatever it is, it is presented by Gamer Bites, bite-sized gaming and esports news delivered weekly directly to your inbox. Sign up today. If you are here live in Twitch with us, check out that link in the Twitch chat. If you listen on the podcast version down the road, check out the show notes. Link is there for you, too. Joey, what are we doing? <laughs> 
Absolutely, John. We're going to head over to discord.me forward slash OTN and go ahead and do a little scrolling. Uh, as the weeks go on, you and I post a bunch of stuff in this gaming chat channel in particular, uh, just kind of covering a lot of the gaming news that's going on, some stories that pop up, if games are delayed, if new games get announced, we have new trailer drops, new backend news, all that good stuff gets kind of posted in here. So, because we didn't have time to prepare notes, given that you and I are working a little too much this week, we're just going to kind of scroll our way through here, pick a couple topics, chat about them alongside chat here on twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media, and then from there, kind of wrap up today's show. But we'll keep it as interesting as we can with our low energy levels, uh, so bear with us for those listening to the podcast later down the line. Again, if you get a chance, try to tune into some of John's streams of the NBA 2K League later this week as well. With that being said, John, uh, let's kick it off with Redfall. We talked a little bit about Redfall last week. Uh, not going to spend a ton of time on this topic overall. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the next game from Arcane Studios and Bethesda. It's coming out very vampire-themed. Uh, a lot of people compared it to like Back for Blood or Left for Dead when it was originally shown. Kind of had a little bit of that zombie-esque flavor look with it uh, on top of kind of Fortnite-level graphics. Since then, we found out they're actually vampires, not zombies. There's a lot more layers to it, a lot more environmental design that's gone into it as well. Um, but the big reason it's back in the news today is because they did uh, the hands-on testing with a bunch of different content creators, uh, media personalities, and such this past week. It's believed to be going gold soon. And we also just found out today that NVIDIA has partnered with them as well. And the new layers of NVIDIA graphics cards, I don't know what you call them, the next generation, I guess, at this point, uh, of NVIDIA graphics cards will be partnered up and paired with Redfall. So if you get one of those new NVIDIA graphics cards that, I don't know, John, you probably know better than I do if they're on sale now or if they're coming very soon, uh, but they will be partnered with Redfall and giving out Redfall game codes alongside those as well. Is that right? Are they, they out? Do you know? The 40-something line, I think. Oh, the 40s here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The RTX 40s are out. Okay, so whatever the newest 40 is is going to be paired with a premium edition of Redfall here very soon. So overall, I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't think we have to elaborate too, too much on it. Uh, this was a game that I don't think either of us was excited for. Over time, I have definitely grown more excited as I've seen more things, heard more things. Uh, a lot of people describing this as kind of arcane, taking their brilliance from games like Dishonored, uh, Prey is another really popular one. These games that have pulled in tons of critical acclaim throughout the years and kind of taking that and adapting it into something a little bit different with a co-op experience. I'm excited to kind of give it a try and see what they did with co-op. Now, I know John will hit on this as well, uh, but zombies and vampires and all these tropes have definitely been overdone in recent years, especially when it comes to games and TV. And it feels like they just continue to push forward. Uh, but there are fresh ways to do it. Even an adaptation like The Last of Us, which has been a game for a while, has found new ways to kind of make it a little bit more exciting again on the TV side of things. And I'm curious if Arcane can kind of replicate something similar here, kind of refreshing the vampire genre, giving us something a little bit interesting, uh, especially utilizing that environmental storytelling that they're so well known for. Yeah, and I think you, I think you hit the head on it. It's like, obviously, yes, I am critical about it because I do think it's overdone. But it's overdone because it it doesn't really change from game to game. The idea is still there. It's it's the same basic concept. That being said, absolutely loved The Last of Us on HBO Max. I thought it was a beautiful adaptation of the video game. Stayed true to a lot of the moments in the game. Took some liabilities here and there, uh, but made it better. And the thing was, is like they didn't really harp on the whole zombie aspect of it like we're not talking it, it's it didn't really focus on 
the clickers, the bloaters, mm-hmm. the, 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 the different people that are infected with that fungus. And that's completely fine. Um, now, even if they did focus on it, I wouldn't have that much of an issue because they were still able to tell the story. The problem with a lot of zombie games and a lot of vampire games is it's just that it's a game, very surface level when it comes to story, and you're there biting people, people, or oh, you're there, you're running away from the infected. That's all it is, and it just it just gets overdone so much. So I feel like that's where it kind of like loses me is that it's it's very hard to stand out when everyone's doing the same thing. Right, and I think that's gonna be the biggest argument against any of these games that kind of try to take that zombie trope or that vampire trope. So hopefully they find something to stand out amongst that. It seems like at least based on critic reviews, well, I don't know if you can even call them reviews yet, but based on critic uh, knowledge that has dripped out in little articles here and there, it sounds like people are thinking that Arcane is going to deliver in that part, mainly because of that environmental storytelling that they're so well known for and the ability to kind of allow the environment to adapt based on how the player inter interacts with different objects and people. I I don't want to get into spoilers, so kind of keeping it as light as possible, Um, but it seems like the environment is going to adapt based on the way interactions happen around the player and around around choices that the player makes and how they approach certain chapters as well as objects and such. So again, keeping it very, very uh, surface level there, but it does seem like there will be quite a bit of adaptation happening and the ability to kind of drive into different layers of the story uh, as well as just layers of the vampires, I guess, as well with your wooden stakes. Um, But we'll see how that goes as it comes out a little bit later this year in May. I believe it's May 2nd, uh, if I remember correctly. So pretty soon, about a month and a half or so away at this point. Next up on the list, John, is Diablo 4. It is entering into open beta access this weekend with some early access action. Uh, A lot of people getting to dive into Diablo, a game that a lot of people are looking forward to this year. Eventually, it's going to be in full launch come June 2023, so just a few months away on that front as well. Uh, I have not played Diablo in a hot minute. I think the last Diablo game I've played was Diablo 2. The graphics on this one look very different than Diablo 2 graphics of, like, I don't know, was that 15 years or so ago at this point, I feel like? Yeah. Uh, it has definitely been a hot minute. But I remember going through and you have like your auto loot on and you're clicking this button to loot if you don't have auto loot on as you're just kind of running through these levels and there's super overpowered people and you have necromancers coming on over here. And uh, it was it was an interesting experience. I feel like I was not ready for Diablo when I jumped into Diablo. I just There was so much going on and I didn't know what to loot at the time and you're looting so quickly as you move through these levels and different people have different ways of scaling the experience on different servers. And it was a lot for little old me just jumping into PC gaming on a laptop. Uh, But I am excited for Diablo 4. I don't know if it's a day one purchase for me in particular. Uh, It's not an MMO, but I feel like these looters definitely do take a lot of time out of you. We've seen it with Destiny, which is more of an MMO in a sense, Um, but that looter shooter type of genre as well. Well, this is not a shooter. It still has plenty of looter action. Uh, So you will be going through getting those amulets, those rings, leveling up characters, working your way through this RPG-like setting. Uh, And I feel like it's exciting, and I'm excited to watch streams of it. I don't know if I'm jumping in on launch, but I am excited to see how the new iteration of Diablo takes place. Uh, One thing, and I know we praise them for it a lot, John, but the cutscenes for this game, uh, the ones they've shown off on BlizzCon, like the animation stuff looks fantastic. And I feel like Blizzard always knocks it out of the park. Yeah, when it comes to putting together a promo video for any of their games, Blizzard's just... I really can't think of any other developer or studio that puts together videos better than what Blizzard does. Uh, So, yeah, it it was really good. And I remember watching that video with you, Joey. I think it was... um, 
was it? It wasn't. No, it was a BlizzCon. It was. It was one yeah, of the virtual BlizzCon, BlizzCon yep. and they they showed the video. And I remember I looked over at you, and you were like, "I'm not having this. Like, this is like way too like evil and demonic." But like, it was a really good video. It was like and the it, Lilith like, one, wasn't it? Like yeah, her reveal. It, yeah. And it, like, it was just like, it was super cool, but like super creepy at the same time. But like, that's what you want. You want to be able to have people feel those emotions as they're watching your trailer. It's what builds hype for this game. I mean, they. Mission successful. Yeah, you know. cinematics are great. It seems like the classes are very interesting this time around. You have those legacy classes. They brought in some new classes. Animations look good. The controls and gameplay seem good, uh, at least from what we've heard on earlier views. Diablo Immortal kind of got panned, the mobile game. Uh, for one, being a mobile game, but two, the microtransactions involved in it. But since then, it's kind of leveled itself out and pulled in a lot of acclaim for the franchise as well, uh, especially over in Asia. So I, I don't know, John. I'm excited. Is this a day one pickup for you? I know I said I'm kind of delayed on it. I might pick it up eventually. I would love to see it come to Game Pass, and that's probably where I'd prefer to try it. Um, but I am intrigued at the very least. Uh, it is not a day one purchase for me. I, as, as much as I played Diablo 2, I'm, I'm good with it. It's, it's not really my, my style of game. Um, I respect it. I respect what the franchise has to offer to gamers. It's just not really my, my thing. So um, if I try it, hopefully it will be on Xbox Game Pass when that merger does go through. Um, but uh, other than that, I most likely will not be purchasing it. Okay, so question. I know we both mentioned Diablo 2. Did you play Diablo 3? I don't think I played Diablo 3. I don't, I, no, I don't think I played Diablo 3. <laughs> I think it's there we go. So they did not hook us in for three. No. Maybe they'll hook us in for four. We'll have to wait and see. But at least at launch, does not seem like either of us will be going that direction. Uh, I know I said I didn't. We weren't going to mention it, but just briefly going to touch on it because it is the next thing in my little scrolly polioli going on here. Uh, Microsoft has signed a third Call of Duty deal. Uh, they've signed this one with Boosteroid, which is one of the other cloud purveyors out there. A lot of people know xCloud. They knew Google Stadia before it ceased to exist. Uh, and NVIDIA was kind of the other big one out there. Some of these smaller ones like Boosteroid do pound, I think, like 7 million gamers into their service. So it is decent in that 5 to 7 million or so range. They now have this 10-year deal with Call of Duty. Similar to the deal we saw Microsoft signed with Nintendo and NVIDIA, uh, this one will be bringing Call of Duty as well as some other Xbox games to the cloud service as well. And while we're on the topic of it, it's not the only one because they signed another one today. Uh, this is their fourth 10-year deal signed. If I can find it in here, I think it's posted in here somewhere, but I'm not seeing it off the top of my scroll. Uh, but they did sign another one. I'll have to look it up. But it is with a company out of Taiwan, and it is the company. It starts with a U. I can't remember, John, if you want to look it up for me. Uh, they're mainly known. A lot of people are like, who are these no-name companies that Microsoft is signing this deal with just to get it to pass through? Uh, while they might be a no-name to many, this is actually the company that is responsible for most of the big successful Nintendo Switch ports. A lot of the Nintendo Switch software is not, or hardware rather, is not strong enough to be running a lot of these AAA games that are out there. So stuff like Control, um, trying to think of some of the other ones like uh i think a plague tale is already over there if it's not that's one of the ones that would be probably run by them but kind of like the graphically intensive games of the last couple of years that are triple a games they are going through this company to find their way ported over to the nintendo switch so if it's a graphical game it's not first party made by nintendo it's most likely going to this cloud company to get the job done so overall i think that is the biggest uh, thing to keep in mind with some of these companies you might not know the name of, uh, John, thanks for finding that. This one is Ubitus. Uh, they are a Taiwan-based company, and again, in cloud development, but a lot of their development 
while it is a service, they're mostly known for those ports. So this is another kind of bigger deal than some people are imagining it to be. Yeah, I remember Phil Spencer tweeted it. So I was like, oh, wait, oh, uh, there you go. Um, fun fact, Joey, completely random just popped in my head. Um, Phil Spencer, Philip Spencer, oh. is also the founder of the fraternity I was in uh, <laughs> back in college. So uh, I'm sure they're the same one, right? Completely different person. <laughs> no, because, uh, I mean, Philip Spencer's claim to fame is not just the fact that he founded the fraternity, but he's also the only person in the United States Navy to ever be tried and executed for trying to have a mutiny aboard a U.S. vessel. So there's your claim to fame. There's your random fact of the day. Phil Spencer, that's the reason why I remembered it, Joey, was because of that. So Wow. Okay. I love it. Uh, we will yeah. take that. The fraternity connection <laughs> I was not expecting to happen there. But, hey. Scrolly polioli factory. I love the phrase scrolly polioli. It just randomly came to mind in my tired state, and I'm just, we're going to rock with it. <laughs> Uh, we are going to rock. We are going to roll right into this next topic. Rise from the dust, mankind. We have Focus Entertainment coming out here and giving us our first look at Atlas Fallen. Uh, this is one, I don't remember where it was revealed. It was either a PlayStation State of Play or an Xbox Bethesda Showcase. But it has now got some game action to show alongside of it. The description from Focus Entertainment reads, Glide the sands of this timeless land, defeat legendary creatures in epic battles, and uncover the mysteries of the shattered world of Atlas Fallen. And you can pre-order it today for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and on Steam. So that one coming to next-gen consoles or current-gen consoles, depending how you look at it, for PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. I will go ahead and play the trailer here for those live with us on Twitch. Uh, I think this one is a game past day one. Don't quote me on that either. Um, but I want to say it is that as well. Uh, John, this game looks pretty interesting to me. I'm intrigued. Uh, there are so many games coming out. It's tough to keep everything in order at this point. But overall, graphically, it looks good. We talked about good-looking cinematics earlier. This is definitely one of those good-looking cinematics to me. On top of that, we kind of get our first look at gameplay. It is a trailer. It's not live in the game, so you always have to be a little bit skeptical of how that's going to translate to an actual running console or PC. Uh, but at least looking at it, it kind of has that um, uh, almost like Roman Greek god aspect to it. Like you're a simple warrior. They become more and more powerful as you go, taking on these absolutely insane mountainous level creatures. Um, but I like the look of it. It's definitely one I'm intrigued. It might be a day one pickup for me, especially if it's on Game Pass. Um, but I am very much intrigued in paying more and more attention to this game as it gets closer to launch, which is later on in May. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, I'd like to see more of it. We'll find out uh, if it's, uh, well, if it is Xbox Game Pass, then I'll probably eventually download and play it. But uh, yeah, I, I, again, Joey, I, I'm, I'm going to be the Xbox shill here real quick. <laughs> um, as someone came over from Sony PlayStation's uh, ecosystem to the Game Pass, it's the amount of different types of games I have tried without having to pay $60, $70 is absolutely absurd. Uh, so yeah, I hope it does come to Game Pass because... One, I don't have the time to play every, every game I want to play right now. My backlog is so freaking backlogged. Uh, so, yeah, I just... Oh, game Pass, please. Thank you. You love to see it. Uh, next up in the news, Microsoft has trademarked Ender Dragon. I really don't know what to say on this one. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that crazy little black blocky dragon that flies around in Minecraft once you dig a little too far uh, into some zone that I can't remember the name of because I don't play enough Minecraft. Um... 
A lot of people are kind of speculating on this. Is this a new game? We've seen Minecraft come out with quite a few games recently. Obviously, they have the base edition, then they have the Bedrock edition, which is kind of their cross-platform version of Minecraft outside of just Java, available on PC. Then they have mobile devices that play into that Minecraft Bedrock as well. From there, they went on to kind of their dungeon crawler, uh, Diablo-esque game in Microsoft, or Microsoft Minecraft Dungeons, uh, which has done pretty well, and they've continued to add expansions onto that. Uh, not super expensive either. I think they run for like somewhere between two and five bucks or whatever an expansion. Very popular, brings in new zones, new weapons, new equipment, new pets, and all that goodness. Uh, and they've just continued to build on it. Our next one is Minecraft Legends. Uh, it's kind of like an RTS take, uh, a hero RTS take kind of blending StarCraft with like a hero unit where you're kind of taking on a Battlefront-esque type of environment if you guys played the old Star Wars Battlefront games. Uh, kind of blending all that together in the Minecraft world. So that's their third IP. And again, all these kind of layering themselves out. Minecraft, the original, obviously pretty old. Uh, but Minecraft Dungeons, just a couple years old at this point. And Minecraft Legends, not even out yet, but coming out this spring. So is Ender Dragon... Uh, it, when they went through the trademark, it does have video game tagged on it. So a lot of people are thinking this could be the next Minecraft game and they don't really know what to expect of it. Uh, I think it could be something else as well. I mean, it could easily be an expansion or something simpler. Uh, I would love like a Ender Dragon shoe or something. I think that would be cool. But clothing was not on the trademark. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm tired, fam. I'm tired. Um, but John, what do you think this trademark is? Again, it's kind of just taking over the internet just because Minecraft is so freaking huge. Um, I really don't know what to think about it, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. No idea. <laughs> exactly, that's where we are. Uh, absolutely no idea on this one. Um, for when, I, when you first posted it, I completely just ignored the fact that it said Microsoft, and I was like, oh, this is like an Elder Scrolls kind of thing, like the Ender Dragons. Kind of, like, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Um, and then I went back and read it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um yeah, I have no clue what this is going to be. Maybe maybe it's an expansion. Maybe it's a new, like, DLC content for, for Minecraft. I have, I have no clue what this could be. Here we go. I'm going to give you an image of an Ender Dragon to put up here on Twitch as well. Uh, yeah, it's literally just oh like boy. a blocky black dragon. It's kind of like WoW light, per se. 16-bit uh, WoW, if you want to. Um, but I love the color combination. I'm all a sucker for black and purple. I think it plays out very, very well together. Um, but, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, this could be... As simple as an expansion, this could be a full new game. Uh, if it's a full new game... That's what they trademarked? I, I don't know if this is... I, I mean, this is the Ender Dragon in Minecraft. I don't know if this is what is meant to be trademarked, but this is what I am currently imagining. Uh, I love the face on that image you chose. Uh, it's brilliant. It's like Barney the Dinosaur. Blocky edition. Blocky edition with like a touch of like illegal. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So um, who knows? I mean, okay, let's just take this a, another step further per se. Uh, if you were to make this a game trademark, what kind of game are you creating around this Ender Dragon? A bad one uh, is is what it would be. Uh, an absolutely bad one. Uh, th th this has mobile game written all over it. Uh, and Cube Blizzard being like, oh, don't you all have cell phones? Uh, I just. Uh, no. Yeah, Stop. I don't know. I mean, like, Stop. I mean, maybe you could go the Spyro route. Minecraft Spyro, like a blocky Spyro type of game with the Ender Dragon as the dragon. Yeah. Enjoy the lawsuit. Okay, though, 
Sony already Whoa, hates you out. as They're about is. to own Spyro if this Activision deal goes through. That's so then again, thing. why would you have to be trademarking it if you get the main original dragon? Maybe there's a crossover. Maybe this is a skin for Spyro. Who knows? Um, but we'll have to keep an eye on it. I don't really know what other direction they could go. It's kind of... If I remember correctly, he's in like the nether regions. <laughs> that sounds odd. Um, but like <laughs> the nether regions is really far down there in the Minecraft map. Uh, really far down in the <laughs> nether regions. So, I mean, I, maybe they could go the horror route with it. But then again, I don't know if Minecraft is a game you really want to blend too much into the horror with it being so educational and so many smaller kids using it. So who knows what direction it goes. But yes, the Ender Dragon has been trademarked. Uh, at least it's been filed for a trademark as of March 7th. Uh, I'm sorry, March 3rd. The status date was updated on March 7th. Uh, we'll see what Microsoft does with that as it continues down its road. Uh, next up is Ghostwire Tokyo. This is a game designed by Tango Works. Again, this is a little bit more Microsoft heavy than I would have liked at the top part of this. Uh, with that being said, this one is now getting a release date. It's coming to Microsoft and Game Pass on April 12th. It is already on PlayStation and PC, and it has been for the last year. But those PC and PlayStation, or yeah, PC and PlayStation players, as well as those Xbox players, will be getting a new expansion when it does launch on April 12th, and that will be the Spider Thread update, which will include new areas, new missions, new powers, new collectibles, new enemies, and of course, a new roguelite mode to play into the mode that just continues to take over gaming right now. It feels like we move from Battle Royale to Roguelite as a lot of people starting to pick up Roguelite modes with that kind of customization as you go along the path. Uh, with that being said, this is another game that I am not super stoked for. Uh, it's very... Um, it dabbles into like the horror elements and those are typically not games I gravitate toward very quickly. Uh, with that being said, it does look super creative. I like the way certain flows are and I love the idea of like... Uh, checking out Tokyo at night in this pretty accurate setting in certain areas. Uh, so I am intrigued by it, but again, it's probably not a day one play for me in April. Anything else to say on Ghostwire Tokyo, John? I know you are not the biggest horror game fan yourself either. No, I'm not. Probably not check it out on Game probably Pass. Probably <laughs> not check it out on Game Pass. Uh, next up in the news for the PlayStation gamers out there, the PS Plus catalog is getting updated in March, and it is looking juicy. Uh, John, there's a lot of stuff coming. Just to rattle off a couple of these, and we, then we can discuss it a little bit further. Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves collection. If you've not jumped into Uncharted, now is the time to do so as a PS Plus. This one's coming to PS Plus Extra and Premium tiers. For the members of those tiers, there are quite a few games involved in that. Um, but Uncharted, a very popular series on PlayStation, and this would be a great time to dive in and check it out. Uh, Takia, or Takaya, I don't remember how it's pronounced, recently shown off in a state of play, now making its way to the PS Plus catalog as well, with Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction making its way over. Ghostwire Tokyo, the game we just spoke about, uh, has been on PlayStation for a year and is now included in that catalog. Life is Strange, Two-Rue Colors. Uh, we have Immortals Phoenix Rising. Life is Strange 2. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Street Fighter V, Champion Edition, The Untitled Goose Game, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, Rage 2, Neo, The World Ends With You, Haven. Uh, Haven's a fun little indie, definitely recommend that one. And then we have some PlayStation Classics making their way over to round out the catalog. These ones available for the PlayStation Premium tier. We have Ridge Racer Type-4 for the PS1, Ape Academy 2 for the PSP, and then Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for the PSP as well. Uh, John, this is a pretty nice rounded month, I would say. I know you're a big fan of the Life is Strange games. 
For those looking to jump into multiplayer, you have kind of an extraction game mode with Tom Clancy's. For those looking for first player, third person action type of games, uh, like a lot of PlayStation fans do seem to gravitate towards, you have Uncharted with Legacy of Thieves collection. You have Ghostwire Tokyo on that front, Immortals Phoenix Rising as well. Uh, so a really nice assortment of a bunch of different games and a bunch of different popular AAA games as well. Yeah, uh, it's actually a really cool release. Uh, the the list of games coming out there for PlayStation uh, Premium Pass users, whatever the heck they're calling it. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, like you said, Life is Strange too. I thought it was a really really good thought provoking game as well. Uh, so I think it's definitely a must play if you like those kinds of games that have a very good narrative that could easily be made into a movie, i.e. The Last of Us. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. I think you should uh, check it out. Yay, I agree. So definitely check those out again. PlayStation Plus, Game Pass, uh, wherever you're subscribed to, definitely recommend checking out one of these if you are on one of those consoles or if you're on PC, Game Pass is available. I have a feeling PS Plus will eventually be available on PC as well. But yeah, quite a few uh, different games being added to these passes. Uh, I don't know what PS Plus is up to, but Game Pass is over 500 at this point. I think PS Plus is probably over at least 300 at this point. So definitely a lot of games on those services. If you're looking to dive into a backlog per se or play some of these classics, uh, whether that be older games like an Xbox or PS1 style classic game, uh, or even just these games more of recent times like The Last of Us, like Uncharted, uh, that are super popular as well. They're on a lot of those services. Definitely check those out. Sliding over to the esports side of things briefly, uh, let's see. We have the Call of Duty League Major 3 since we last recorded the show. It has officially become the most viewed Call of Duty tournament ever in peak viewership. John, Major 3 has peaked at 332,000 viewers where it did peak at, rather, uh, as it surpassed the Call of Duty League 2020 finals that held the previous record. Uh, another thing that we've just continued to see, while esports itself as a bubble has seemed to pop in certain areas, as we've seen salaries kind of balloon for certain players, and then leagues and teams having to fold to kind of find a way around the support of that uh, with sponsorship dwindling for certain leagues here and there. Uh, with that being said, Call of Duty League has not been without its issues, but it does seem like Modern Warfare 2 and the recent iteration of Call of Duty League is starting to pull in some more of those viewerships with 332,000. Uh, not a giant number in comparison to some of the stuff we see with League of Legends, but overall a very big number, especially when it comes to North America, uh, at least for now. So good stuff over there for the Call of Duty League. Anything else you want to say on the Call of Duty front? Nope. Okay. That... There you go. Nice and easy on the Call of Duty, Fred. <laughs> um, other than that, there's really not been too, too much more news. And again, we really haven't had time to put together a ton for today's show. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Just gaming, esports, anything in general? Uh, as we do have a few more minutes before we decide to wrap up the show. Um, anything you've been playing recently? Um, um, mainly just World of Warcraft uh, and FIFA are, have been the two. Um, don't really have a lot of time at the moment to be playing a lot of video games. Uh, bounce between both jobs, uh, the big boy job and then the one with WizDG. Uh, so, yeah, between that, a lack of sleep, and, uh, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I uh, just don't have a lot of time to play video games nowadays uh, at the moment, but uh, hopefully that can change. Yeah, I feel like it'll ebb and flow a little bit with the way the 2K season is formatted. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, I know you wrote an article about it recently for us at otnmedia.org. Uh, WoW has a new chapter or expansion, per se, coming out. Oh, wow. uh, what are your thoughts on that, and is your character ready to go? 
Uh, my main character is ready to go. Uh, my alternates are slowly getting there. Uh, I think my other alternate, uh, which is on the Alliance side, so I like to play from both perspectives. Obviously, Horde first, but um, my Alliance character is at 66, uh, so I got four more levels to go to get him maxed out. Uh, probably not going to happen before next week. Then again, I'm still not worried about it because I'm going to play through on the Horde character first. Uh, but, but I'm excited. Um, we're going to go to... So if you roll a Drakthir in the new expansion, uh, you're in this Drakthir-only starting area. That's also where Razorgath, uh, like breaks out of her vault and everything. That's your first raid boss, if you will. Uh, so you're going to go back there. Now everyone's going to get a chance to go back there uh, and experience that zone. Um, or, yeah, that, that zone. It's not really new. It's just going to be open to everyone now. There's going to be quests there as well. Um, the, the real content drop comes in, in about a month when 10.1 comes out. And there's going to be a whole new uh, area to explore that sounds like it's going to be under the Dragon Isles, uh, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, and there's a lot of hints to the Void coming mm. into play here as well. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of really cool things that are going to be popping up here. Um, there's going to be some changes to some classes. Uh, there's a rumor of a third evoker um, spec that's going to come out. Uh, that's going to be a healer kind of spec, which is going to oh. be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's going to add another quest line. It's going to add some other quest lines throughout Azeroth that have ties to Dragon Isles as well. Uh, one featuring uh, uh, Bane from the Tauren. Um, that's going to have a big impact as well. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming out there, and uh, I'm super excited once the patch drops. There we go. Uh, another game you and I have been playing Next a little Tuesday. bit has been Hogwarts Legacy as of late. Uh, I yes. am not doing the greatest in that game. I did take a little bit of a hiatus there. Uh, but to all my Ravenclaws in chat, the single year, maybe second of you, uh, out there who listen to the podcast of the hundreds of viewers and listeners, um, yeah, <laughs> I've been working my way through it, doing a lot of side quests as I go, kind of hitting my flu flames as well, opening up the map as much as possible. Uh, main quest line though, John, I think you're probably still ahead of me. I don't know the last time you played, but I don't think I've caught up from the last time we talked a couple weeks ago. So I have just kind of worked my way through those side quests and that's been about it. But I'm hoping to, my goal for Hogwarts Legacy is to 100% it. I'm hoping to 100% it by the end of April. So I'm kind of in that six-week window at this point. I want to get it done before the new Star Wars game comes out because I want to be ready to go for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, which I think is like April 28th. So that's kind of my little personal gaming goal on the single-player side of things. Um, other than that, just playing some Halo, enjoying Season 3 so far. Big fan of the Shroud screen. I love the idea of smoke grenades in games. I think they add a bunch of layers, to, it, especially to like competitive and ranked play, and a lot of the strategy can adapt based on that. So... Well, John hasn't re-downloaded it to come play with me. I have been playing with quite a few and making friends with randoms on there, uh, and we've really been enjoying our shroud screen action so far. That's about that. Hello. Yeah, man. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> Very funny. Um, <laughs> Dead yeah, game. other than that, really not too much going on. Oh, March Madness, guys. I don't know. I hopefully will release this since there's not a ton of you live with us on Twitch, but I know a lot of you listen to the podcast. We do have a March Madness bracket going on, and the link for that I will find here in a second. Uh, it's going to be otnmedia.org forward slash MM2023. So MM2023 after otnmedia.org. 
Uh, you guys can join that. Come free to play. Enjoy the action over there. You can submit up to three brackets. That does go live Thursday at noon. So again, we'll try to get this recording out so a number of you can listen to it and hopefully enter your brackets if you're interested. We'll also tweet it out from the Level Up account. I don't think we've done that yet. I don't even know if we tweeted out tonight's show uh, because we have been on the struggle bus. Um, you did do it? There you yes. go. See, at least John's coming through clutch tonight, um, getting stuff done over there. Um, with that being said, I am not extremely confident in my bracket this year. I've watched a decent amount of college basketball. Uh, the only problem is that decent amount was George Mason, and they are not in the tournament. So my level of expertise going into the tournament is not the highest. Uh, we know we have some Alabama bias here on our Discord server, um, but overall, they do look like a pretty good team. Will they win it all? I don't know. I've heard some rumors of Houston uh, coming out in our server as well being a favorite, so we'll see who takes the crown in the end, but at least bracket-wise, it seems like we're starting to fill up. I think we have somewhere around 20 or so brackets in there so far, and I expect that to hopefully double before noon tomorrow as we get a few more people. I know a lot of people are filling them out tonight. Uh, and we'll see what that final pool ends up looking like and who ends up hosting that or hoisting that trophy rather at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, good friend of the show and OTN member Philly fan Dan had a stream last night uh, where he broke down all the Ken Palm mm. ratings and like had historical stats going like 20, 30 years back. It's like, oh, you know, a team that has like you know, that's separated by eight spaces in this category, but but less than three in this when 82 percent of the time it was a very informative and number driven stream. I like it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, he, he ended up, I believe, taking Houston all the way to the end uh, just based upon the stats uh, from uh, history. So, uh, yeah, kind of cool. Really cool. Um, so, yeah. It was really cool. I Good like job, it. Dan. Do you remember his final four by chance? Okay. I do not. I'm going to have to go look back at the I stream. I know Houston was in there. Um, but yeah, as John said, you can go check him out. Philly Fan Dan is his Twitch, and that's Philly and Fan with P's at the beginning of that. Dan does keep the D, though. He didn't go Pan at the end. Uh, Philly Fan Dan, P-H-A-N for Fan. Check out that Twitch stream. The VOD is probably up there as well. Uh, on top of that, he has his own server and everything, and is great, especially when it comes to to those sports breakdowns. I'm excited for March Madness, Sean. I think that is the thing keeping me going the most this week uh, as we kind of run ourselves dry doing work upon work upon work, it feels like. Uh, but that does tip off tomorrow around noon. Should be some good games there, and hopefully we'll see some March Madness as those upsets start rolling in as well. Yeah, I think I have a couple on my bracket. I need to finalize that before the uh, lock goes in tomorrow. So we'll see what there happens. There you go. There. With that being said, I think we can lock up this show and wrap it up for tonight. Again, it has been a struggle. Thanks for sticking with us. I know the 99% of you do listen on the podcast later down the road. We'll hopefully have that out on Wednesday. And again, these will keep coming a little bit earlier as John does have to do some casting on Thursdays and Fridays for the near future. We'll keep you guys updated the best we can on Twitch uh, as well as over on Twitter. Yeah, speaking of Twitter, make sure you follow the show on Twitter because next week, as I was telling Joey earlier today, it's all based upon seeding next week. So I have no idea when WizDG is going to be playing next week. Uh, so we'll find that out hopefully by the end of this week, and we'll let you know. But Nation, that is going to do it for this edition of Level Up Live. Before you go, make sure you follow the show here on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review. Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, and your podcatcher of choice as well. 
We would love to hear from you. In fact, we'd love to hear from our community so much. There are multiple ways for you to reach out to us. Joey, what are some of those ways? Absolutely. Level Up Nation, head on over to Twitter. That's going to be the best place to get those updates. As John was saying, you can find us at Level Up Live. That is L-V-L-U-P Live over on Twitter. On top of that, you can follow the Umbrella Company, OTN Media, on Twitter and Facebook, at OTN Media, and over on Instagram at OTN underscore Media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media. Uh, this show typically Thursdays around 8 p.m. Lately, it's been Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Again, you'll want to follow that Twitter just to make sure what the show will be week to week now that we're into the NBA 2K season. All right, so make sure you tune in next week. Date to be determined, probably the 22nd, maybe the 23rd. We don't know yet. As we continue to cover the latest and greatest in gaming and esports news, do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We will catch you all next week. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always, Level Up. up.